Congressman Adams, it's good to see you. Uh, since we had you on the town hall last night and then soon after the Silicon Slopes town hall, uh, you announced that you actually have COVID-19. How are you feeling? I'm honestly feeling pretty crappy. So uh, it's just, uh, it, you know, it starts off pretty mild. In fact, so my symptoms started on Saturday where I had... Um, Saturday afternoon, evening, I just, I just didn't feel good. I had a little bit of aches, uh, 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 temperature about a hundred degrees. Um, but it was pretty mild. And, uh, so I just went to bed early and, and thought I'd sleep it off and wake up in the morning and see how I felt. But when I woke up on Sunday morning, I was still feeling sick. So, um, I, I talked to a doctor at that point and decided to, um, based on the doctor's advice, the doctor's advice basically did say that probably my symptoms didn't warrant testing but that I should isolate myself and let it play out and see if it got worse. And so um, I stayed at home Sunday, Monday. It was Monday night into Tuesday morning that it really got bad. And uh, I got to where um, my chest was was constricted. It felt like it was hard to breathe. I couldn't take deep breaths. And um, I had a fever of almost 103 and, wow. uh, and just was feeling awful. And so... Uh, and, you know, just not breathing deep. So I feel kind of winded. And um, so it was that point that the doctor recommended that my symptoms were uh, aggressive enough that it made sense to get tested. So I got tested on Tuesday and uh, they actually called during the town hall with the results. So that's. Uh, Sorry that about that. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, but, you know, it kind goodness. of it kind of goes up and down. There are times during the day where I feel OK and other times where I just feel awful. Um, Really? And that's, I think the weird thing about this is it's not, it, it you know, it, it ebbs and flows a little bit. So what's the response been to your announcement? You know, I think there are a lot of people who are concerned who um, I, I meet with a lot of people and they are, are worried that maybe they've uh, been exposed. Um, people who, uh, you know, my wife or my kids had contact with are concerned. And I, I guess I should take the opportunity to put some people at ease. What, 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 doctors are telling me is that um on that i, I was essentially contagious on friday of uh, friday march that would be the 13th uh and so anybody who met with me before then is a very low risk of any exposure um i didn't develop symptoms until saturday evening saturday afternoon evening um and so you know fridays the, and i was in dc on friday um i caught an early morning flight back um saturday morning so i'm notified the airline to to let anybody there know that um i was uh, contagious and on a flight and i'm i'm worried about that but i think that um you know i had no way of knowing that i was about to come down with symptoms but um so and, and the other thing is you know people aren't really at risk if they my family they, they tell me my family probably will get it but they don't have any symptoms right now so anybody who has had contact with my family is at very low risk of, of getting it as well from them. Um, you, you know, and, and we've now uh, completely isolated within our home and aren't going out. So we don't, we don't want to spread it to anybody and, and, and contribute to uh, building the momentum of this nasty virus. Do you have any sense for how you got exposed to it? I don't. So they say that they say that from exposure until you're asymptomatic, it's anywhere from two to 14 days. And so, you know, my life, I'm on an airplane. My job requires me to be on an airplane a couple times a week. 
I meet with people um, who have been on airplanes. And so I'm, I'm right out in the, in the heart of a probably high risk of exposure to begin with. And, uh, you know, and uh, so I've got to be careful with that, but um, I don't, I, we don't know at that point, nobody that I know has said that they were, uh, have come down with it. So I, I read online that uh, average time to diagnosis is about five days. So it's anywhere from two to 14, but the average is about five. So, you know, I, that, that puts me on an airplane flying to DC last week. So that's a guess. How are you feeling about testing? Are we doing a good enough job getting enough tests? Obviously we're not. How do we solve that problem? Um, we are not doing a good enough job on testing. And uh, so take my example, my circumstances, for example. I, um, you know, fortunately I have a job where I can self-quarantine and uh, at the slightest onset of symptoms, I stayed at home. But um, there were there were times, there was a time on Monday morning where I thought, oh, it's, it's definitely a cold. I'm almost over this. I'm 90% better. If I had a job that I was getting paid hourly, that I um, was living paycheck to paycheck and, and couldn't, uh, couldn't work from home, I, you know, I can see people being tempted at that point to just go to work. And, um, you know, and, and so I think what, and, and, you know, I understand why my symptoms in those early stages didn't, didn't warrant testing and wasn't, um, where they weren't bad enough and, and the testing is, is limited. And so, and, and I didn't want any special privileges. In fact, I told my doctor um, when he, when he did recommend the test, I said, look, I, I'm, I don't want to be any, any special treatment. He kind of chuckled and said, that's good. Cause you're not getting, you know, I'm not going to give you special <laughs> treatment, but you need to get tested. So, um, but you know, I, I wonder, um, people who are in similar situations to mine and decide that it's okay to, go back out into society and who they might contaminate when they decided that isolation isn't needed. And so we, what we've got to do is we've got to do that testing earlier um, and, uh, and make sure that then people know that they are, they do have the, the virus and that they need to take that quarantine very seriously and, um, and not brush it off. And I think uh, more and earlier testing has to be part of that. Um, you know, I, w- I, w- I was able to follow the guidelines to the T and exercise an abundance of caution, but even without a test, but others um, may not have the luxury of doing that. And so I think we've got to get more testing. I'm, I'm so happy to see that it feels like we're starting to uh, solve that bottleneck that uh, with our own Utah company uh, stepping forward with, uh, with some testing, but I think we've got to ramp that up quickly. And then I think one of the things you want is you don't want anyone to ever, if we're going to, if we're trying to slow down the spread of this, uh, of this uh, virus, we don't want anyone to ever avoid getting tested because of money. Uh, they can't afford a test or uh, to avoid staying home because of money and quarantining themselves because of money. Um, so uh, I think a couple of steps that, that we've taken as the United States Congress, uh, passing legislation to provide funding so that testing will be free for, um, for those who need it. Now I have insurance, so, you know, I, I my insurance pays for it, but, if people are on um, Medicare and Medicaid, um, it, it, they can receive it. If they're uninsured, they will receive a, a test. They're eligible to receive testing, um, and there's no copays for the test. So I think that's important that there's no barrier to someone seeking a test. And then the other thing we did that's important, I, I think the the policy needs some work, but is um, paid sick leave for people who uh, may be living paycheck to paycheck to have some assurances that they can take some time off of work, uh, be responsible uh, from the sense of this pandemic uh, 
but also um, still be able to provide for their families, pay their rent. I'm also going to ask you about the earthquake that happened yesterday. I mean, a lot of the people affected are in your district and even, you know, a lot of the people affected are in Salt Lake County where you served as mayor. I'm sure you've been in touch with local officials, but do you have um, anything to say to the folks who are, who've been affected by that? You know, it really is a double whammy for Utah. Um, We have simultaneous uh, uh, declarations of emergency here in the Salt Lake Valley uh, we've seen businesses, especially businesses in the Magna area that have seen uh, structural damage, serious structural damage to their business. So they've been closed to begin with and, and now their buildings are inaccessible. So we're worried about those businesses and, um, and some homes that were damaged. Thankfully, there was no loss of life, but we are concerned about some of the, the damage that was done to some buildings throughout the, throughout the Salt Lake Valley. And, um, you know, I think those are serious uh, instances and we need to hopefully rally around those, those individuals or businesses that were affected, but it also is a wake up call for the state of Utah that um, it wasn't the big one. It was big, but it wasn't the big one. And uh, I think we do a lot to prepare. There's probably no state better prepared than Utah, but um, there's still more we can do. How do you think uh, Washington DC, our leaders up there in Washington DC are responding to this crisis, the COVID-19 crisis? Do you think they're doing a good job? Well, I think Utah sets a high bar because I think Utah does an amazing job. And I look at leadership of Governor Herbert and Spencer Cox, how they've pulled together uh, the congressional delegation, Republicans and Democrats, mayors, Republicans and Democrats. And, and that's just kind of the Utah way of doing things is they clear the decks and say, We've got a crisis that doesn't, that's not a Republican crisis or a Democratic crisis. And, and they clear the decks and they pull us all together. And, and we, we work together to, to rise to the, to the challenge. And so um, it's, it's an honor to live in a state like Utah, where I think we do that. Washington, I think, uh, could learn a thing or two from Utah. Uh, I think that uh, we have had some success. So we passed two pieces of legislation with bipartisan support. So I'm, I'm happy about that. Um, and maybe this is a chance for, for Washington to continue to relearn, to re- develop that muscle, mem- muscle memory again about how to work together. And not, it's not about winning the next election. It's about solving and rising to a crisis today. Um, Washington is not good at that. And um, right now, the, the globe doesn't have the luxury to wait until the next election. We've got to come together. And, uh, and we've passed two pieces of legislation that I think are significant. There's a big one still looming, which is um, the economic recovery, economic stability. And uh, we, this, this pandemic has put the entire global economy uh, in a precarious position. And so Congress needs to work together. And it's not about Republicans or Democrats. There are going to be ideas that are philosophically more progressive or philosophically more conservative. Um, we cannot let that be something that divides us. We've got to be able to, uh, to compromise to, um, to get something done because otherwise um, we will see ourselves spinning deep into a, a, a depression and, and we can't do that. We have a chance here, but it's a, it's a short window to, uh, to stabilize the economy, to provide some relief uh, and, and to get people back to work, to save jobs before they're forever gone. Yeah, we've got to think about the COVID-19 pandemic and the health of, you know, all Utahns and everyone, you know, around the country and around the world, of course. But um, something that's going to be have just as big of an impact, it seems, is the economic impact 
um, that people are going to face from this, the jobs that are going to be lost, the unemployment numbers that are going to rise. We're seeing what's happening with the stock market right now. What do you think of Senator Mitt Romney also, you know, another, another Utah guy? Uh, what do you think of his proposal to get checks in the hands of all Americans now? You know, I'm, I, um, we are, my office is, is working with, they're talking with Romney staff uh, on that. And I actually, I think it's a good idea. Um, I'm trying to learn more about it and, and um, assess, you know, if that's something that I'm going to get behind. But I, I, first of all, I think that's exactly what we want to see as a country right now is we want to see people across the political spectrum throwing out bold ideas. Um, you know, one of the criticisms I've heard of, of Romney's proposal is not everybody needs a thousand dollars. I, you know, my job and my paycheck is secure. I don't need it. Um, other people need maybe more. But um, I think there was Romney's response, uh, not to put words in his mouth because I haven't spoken to him directly about this, but the response uh, would be that it'll take us months if you to take us months to come up with a, a proposal that, um, you know, very bureaucratic in that, that we yeah. need, people need relief. It gives it so to some and doesn't give it yeah. to others. And how do you define that? And, yeah. you know, what income level are we talking about? Um, yeah, that's a challenge. Months down the road and, and the economy's just gone off the cliff. And so that's that's kind of the things that I'm thinking through. Um, I want to praise him for really stepping up and, and showing leadership, throwing out bold ideas and um, and and really, I think, start putting the dialogue in the right direction. I think that's so important. and um, He should be commended for that. Um, I, his idea is getting a lot of traction. Um, whether or not it ultimately becomes part of the bill or not, um, He's shown leadership and he should be commended for that. Well, it seems like the White House has certainly been receptive to the idea um, and they're working towards that. Talk about, and I don't want to make this political, but on, on the on the White House leadership front, on President Trump's front, um, do you think now, let's, not, let's forget about, you know, what yesterday, do you think now they're responding to it the right way? It seems like now they are, they are taking it seriously, you know, that, um, and I don't want to get political about it, but it is in a in a problem like a pandemic where it, it, the problem is exponential. Early days matter a lot, and so you know we we are going to be playing catch up for a long time uh, of the slow response. Um, I would like to see the White House continue to impress upon people how serious this is. This is not a hoax. It is not. Um, it is not less bad than the flu. It is very serious. Uh, trust me, I've had the flu. And I've had this and it is, and I'm healthy. I, I think, you know, I don't, I, I don't anticipate being hospitalized, although um, there've been a, uh, some rough nights, but um, this is, this is really serious. And for people who aren't healthy and young, but maybe have a, a compromised immune system or other health conditions, um, it's very serious. And, and the projections right now are, are very serious. If we are not successful in bending the curve on this, um, we are going to see a lot of people die. And that's really scary. And I, I think we need to, um, both uh, elected officials, myself, and even up to the White House, be communicating in no uncertain terms how serious this is and, uh, and that uh, to follow uh, closely the CDC guidelines and take very seriously all of those recommendations. This is not, this is not a game. This is, this is pretty serious. 
On the economic front um, and the impact that's already having on Utahns, I don't know if you saw, you probably have, like Larry H. Miller shut down all movie theaters here in Utah. All restaurants in Utah are closed for two weeks. Dine-in, you can still go get get takeout currently. Mm-hmm. All bars are closed. Economically, the impact is being felt currently now. Somebody told me there's already been like over 3,000 unemployment filings just yesterday in the state of yeah. Utah. And so, I mean, what message do you have to Utahns on the economic front? Because uh, I think I think you're absolutely right. Like, we've got to figure out how to slow the spread uh, and uh, you know dampen the curve. But on the we're going to be feeling the economic ramifications of this for a while. So, how do we start working right now? What's the what's the early days response that we can have now on the economic front? Well, you know. continue to practice safe, do everything we can. The best thing we can do for the economy right now is minimize the spread of this virus, right? Um, and uh, and so please be very careful with uh, with your practices, adhere to all of the guidance. Uh, but then I think it's going to be important to get back out and start supporting local businesses. If that $1,000 check comes, I'd encourage people to spend it locally, um, try and support some of these local businesses. Many of them are devastated financially. Yeah. And, at that point that they may never recover. And, uh, you know, we're, we, I, I voted and we've passed legislation that provides some interest-free loans, some uh, small business loans for some of these uh, entities that'll help them get back on their feet. We may need to do some more grants, uh, Main Street type grants. Um, employees, many of these employees, you know, it's not just the small businesses, but think of the employees who um, aren't, aren't working now, aren't able to pay rent. Uh, I don't know if they're able to put food on the table. Uh, don't have a lot of savings, they're going to be devastated too. So let's do everything we can to get the economy going again. Um, I'm going to look to, as soon as I can responsibly leave my house, um, try to uh, support some of our local businesses, do some dine out. I think my family will be ready to move off of cup of noodles here by the time <laughs> we're able to leave the house and start supporting some of our local businesses. And um, and I think that's going to be important to, to emerge from this. Uh, and, uh, and try to move forward. And what is the time frame for you? It's 14 days, right? You have to quarantine for 14 days, and then you have to have uh, two tests that are negative. And that's that's what is that what is that what it is? Is that what the just for those who? Um, I don't you know, know if they do the contact. two tests anymore. Um, okay. You know, I think in the early days when we were trying to contain it, that's what they were doing. But now that containment is no longer a realistic goal, it's slow to spread. But what so? just on the phone with the public, every, everybody who, I didn't know this, but everybody who comes down with it gets flagged in the system and they come and they do a work up a case on it. So they want to know everybody who I talk to. Um, they're notifying them. They're building out this profile book. So what the, what this public health person was telling me is that um, I should be start, I should start feeling better by the weekend. Um, I still may be contagious uh, for up to seven days, so I will remain strictly quarantined in my home for another week, uh, and then um, and then I'm, I'm, I'm uh, you know have antibodies. I'm probably immune, somewhat immune. I am immune. Um, at least studies show um, I would be immune at least for in the short term, a few years, and until the virus mutates. So I'd be fine to go back out into society. Um, they said that my family almost certainly will get it. So um, they're expecting to start showing symptoms, you know, almost any day. Mm. 
Well, Congressman, I'm going to let you go because I know you're super busy. Thank you so much for um, hopping on here, giving us an update on your health, on what's happening up there in D.C., ways Utahns can respond. I really appreciate it. Get feeling better. We'll be in touch soon. Thank you, Clint. Thanks. 